0: Atomic Monsoon Welcome to the Monsoon Oh, oh no, Stephanie, there's a problem
1: Uh, what's what's the problem, Andy? Do I need to call 911? What's going on? Oh, there's a monsoon, and it's radioactive So you're saying it's an atomic monsoon?
0: That's... That is exactly what I'm
1: saying. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> oh, you guys scared me for a minute. <laughs> uh,
0: hello, everyone. Welcome back to Atomic Monsoon. Um, Hi. We, we have a very special guest rejoining us this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Megan from the Sisters That Don't Do Anything uh, is is back with us again. Say hello, Megan.
2: Hi, everyone. Nice to see
0: you all again. Um, yeah, Megan when you were on a couple weeks ago, you mentioned that Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue was one of your favorite tapes growing up. And uh, this was something that I I had kind of planned on covering at some point anyways. And I thought, well, you know what? Let's just do it. And let's see if Megan wants to come back. So yes,
2: I'm super excited. I rewatched it today to make sure that I was all caught up on it. So I'm very excited to do this.
1: I watched it for the first time.
2: Awesome.
0: (laughs) And I watched it four times this week because I'm insane (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: So for those of you that are not aware of Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue um, This was a anti-drug public service announcement It was about 30 minutes long Uh, It was financed by McDonald's and Ronald McDonald Children's Charities um, it was originally simulcast on April twenty first, nineteen ninety, on all four major American television networks. Uh, so that would be at the time ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, um, as well as several other independent stations and various cable networks. So literally, if you were watching Saturday morning cartoons on April twenty first, nineteen ninety, you were watching this. This was part of the lineup.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Stephanie, I know, I know, there was still a couple years before you were born, but Megan, do you remember? Yeah watching this
2: i have very vague memories of watching this on tv i mainly remember renting it from hollywood video after it came out right um but i know like all of the different cartoon characters that were in this film like i was watching them on saturday morning so i'm sure i saw
0: this (laughs) yeah yeah um i know uh, specifically i remember myself um you know 1990 was was basically the height of turtle mania um Mm -hmm. so when I saw that the Ninja Turtles were going to be in this, I was very excited, and then I was slightly disappointed when there was just one of them for a couple of minutes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah,
2: it, was, it was like Michelangelo, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Michelangelo shows up for about two minutes, and then he's in some crowd shots later, and then that's it. Um, <laughs> but it is it is still part of the history of all of the various franchises uh, that that you know appear in this. Mm-hmm. Um, This was produced by the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Foundation and Southern Star Productions. It was animated by Wang Film Productions uh, Limited. And the musical number, which we will have a lot to say about later, I'm sure, The Wonderful Ways to Say No, uh, was written by Alan Menken and lyricist Howard Ashman, who also wrote songs for Disney's versions of The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin.
1: Okay, that's amazing. I did not know that. (laughs) I did not know that either. I did not actually pick out that that was their style at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and while I was
0: doing this little bit of background research, because I wanted to see, you know, who, like, who was responsible for this, positively or negatively, whose fault is it? (laughs) Um, And so while I was looking this up, I found this article from the... uh, the 21st of April, 1990 edition of the New York Times, which is the day that this aired. Mm -hmm. And there's a quote from a politician. Now, let me know if you've heard of this politician. Uh, Senator Joseph R. Biden Jr. What? (laughs) Yeah. Really? Presidential likely candidate, Joe Biden, (laughs) uh, chairman of the Senate committee at the time, called this show, quote, the single most ambitious and important drug education program ever attempted anywhere. Wow. wow. And, and he went on to say, if you are a parent like me, you know who the teenage mutant ninja turtles are, and you know the powerful impact that those turtles, along with figures like Bugs Bunny, Winnie the Pooh, the Smurfs, and Alf, have on our children.
1: <laughs> that. That's actually kind of awesome (laughs) that he said that. (laughs) I am incredibly,
0: like, I can't even form words. I'm in shock right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just one of those things that I wasn't, like, I found this a half hour ago. Like, it was just last minute, I was like, wait, I forgot to write down who all this was. Like, who did this? I'm not going to sit there and read all the credits. Like, I'm just going to look it up real quick. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, in that little bit of research, like, here was this news article from, from 1990. And I was like, well, yeah, let's see what people had to say. Quote from Joe Biden. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. No. <laughs> there
2: you go. Huh. Well, there yeah. you go.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, so i i know i used to have the vhs of this but i don't anymore and i don't know what happened to it uh it's entirely possible that i sold it to a used bookstore at some point or gave it away to a friend because i decided i was never going to watch it again because why would i ever rewatch this after seeing it a couple times (laughs) as an arts (laughs) well yes (laughs) (laughs) um but fortunately uh as as we mentioned um Megan, when you weren't last time, this show has been uploaded in its entirety to YouTube. It uh, turns out by a handful of people. So wow. it's easy to find. Um, but the one that I specifically watched, and I think it's the one I sent over to you, Stephanie, mm-hmm. uh, was the entire VHS from yep. beginning to end. Um, so it opens with a special message from the Ronald McDonald Children's Charities with a bunch of kids singing Love Lifted Me. Mm-hmm. Um, which they then reprise at the end of the tape. And and then we get a spot with, at the time, the president, uh, George Bush, and his wife, Barbara, and their dog, Millie, um, mm-hmm. who, who give us the message of the plot of the thing we're about to watch and totally just spoil it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to lie. If you put a dog in anything, you've automatically got my attention, and I'm automatically going to love it no matter what it is. So. Okay. Good on them for putting Millie there. That's that's good to know.
1: <laughs> it, it took me a second when I saw that, the uh, when I saw the, the the older Bushes. I looked at them and I was like, is that Bush Sr.? And just kind of like had a moment like trying to figure out the exact timeline of when this was happening. Yeah. And then it zoomed out and showed the White House. I'm like, oh my god, it is! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 1990, Bush Bush was uh, in the middle of his presidency, and, and um, I, I, listen, I'm not going to take away from George and Barbara Bush being on this, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that it was kind of whoever was president at the time, is yeah. who was be showing up here.
2: Mm-hmm. True, although later on in the movie, I just noticed in the rewatch that they do make a commentary on something that happened during Bush's presidency, so,
0: very mm-hmm. quickly, though. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that because i don't know that i caught that so
1: (laughs) cool. now (laughs) sorry go ahead uh so one thing i saw with the ronald mcdonald thing when it started showing that yes uh so you're you're correct this movie came out five years before i was born Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) and uh What's weird is I think that song continued to play through the '90s because when I started playing, I had this weird like distant memory in the back of my brain suddenly go, "You know what this is?" and I'm like, "What is happening here with this song?" <laughs> I didn't recognize the commercial, but I recognize the song, and I'm like, "What is happening?" Yeah. I think I think it's a
0: song. Like I think it's a a a, a song. Like a like
1: mm-hmm.
0: a. I mean, obviously it's a song, Andy. There's kids singing it in commercial, <laughs> but like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's like a pop song that was a song at some, like, popular at some point, And, you know, the, the kids were singing it here because it's, it, is that, is that Boris over there?
2: That was Boris. I apologize.
0: That's okay. Hi, Boris.
2: <laughs> we're kicking him out of the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I will admit in my research, I didn't think to look up what song the kids were singing. So, yeah. Um, well, it kind of really reminds
2: hard. me. Um, it reminds me of in Free Willy. You have that song that Michael Jackson sings in like the beginning and the end of it, or something. And it's that oh, kind yeah. of copy song. It's very similar to that in that it, it. You're right. It does encompass the entirety of at least my memory of the '90s, where you're like, oh yeah, that's just what it was. It was everywhere, wasn't it? Like on commercials and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I could well, see it.
0: Yeah, like the Michael Jackson song on the on the Free Willy VHS, that was that song was recorded for that soundtrack, but because it was Michael Jackson in the early '90s, before any allegations came out against him, yes. um, <laughs> it became a big radio hit as well. Uh-huh. So, uh, and uh, you know, again, like I don't I don't want to discount anything, right? Like success is success, you know, yeah. um, regardless of of how it how it happens. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so then after after the Bushes speak, uh, we start right up with the cartoon. And we open in a nice suburban neighborhood. And uh, there is a young girl sleeping in bed with a Winnie the Pooh doll and a Kermit from Muppet Baby's clock on her uh, dresser next to her bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see someone steal her piggy bank. And from the pages of a comic book on the floor, Papa Smurf wakes up and says he was smurfing like a baby. And I don't know what that means. <laughs>
2: Uh could be, mean anything at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and he notices that the piggy bank was miss- is missing, that it was stolen. It's not there anymore. And and he calls the other Smurfs and they they all burst out of the comic book to save the day. Yeah. Swing so, Yep. <laughs> it
2: was I love that they came from the book. Like just <laughs> just like they came from that I mean I know the entire thing is a cartoon, but just the idea that they came from this two D world and like force themselves to grow these 3D forms in order to interact with the world. I was like,
0: okay, well. Right, right. You're because very upset for this girl. Because mm-hmm. something happened to this piggy bank. They don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just missing, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. suddenly that, you know, here's here come the Smurfs. Yep. Um, from the other side of Corey's, uh, Corey's little girl, from the other side of her dresser, Alf just walks out of a photograph. Like there's just a framed picture of Alf, and he walks out.
2: I was gonna say, did any of you find it weird that this little girl just had a framed picture of Alf on her dresser? <laughs> I because I definitely did. <laughs> like I, I remembered the picture, but I thought it was like a poster, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. You had posters on your wall, but this was like, like a boyfriend would give to a girlfriend. Like she was dating Alf or something, and I was really <laughs> concerned and confused. It's
0: like a little framed four by six photo. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's, uh, so this, uh, a lot of people don't remember that ALF had an animated series um, in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, which were, it, it was the story of his adventures on his planet, Melmac. Um, so it was the animated ALF. Like there wasn't, like, the, like obviously it was animated. This whole thing was animated. But, uh, you know, it wasn't like they made up a cartoon of ALF for this. Like there was an ALF cartoon that was pretty popular at the time. I remember my friends and I talking about it at school. Um so, yeah, and then Alf comes out of the photo and asks a lamp shaped like Garfield to help. And Garfield is voiced by Lorenzo Music, as always, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, makes a crack about being a lamp. And then Alf threatens to eat him. Yes. Because <laughs> like... He eats cats.
1: Oh, he does. Okay. I oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> was really confused. Like, he like he's, he's like, I'm going to eat you. And I'm just sitting here like, what? <laughs> are you talking about the fact that he's, are you talking about the lasagna? Or are you talking about Garfield?
2: Yeah, see, I, I never really watched the Alf cartoon or, like, the TV show, but, like, I knew of Alf in the nebulous of the universe, okay. and the one thing I knew about him was he eat, ate cats. Like, that was the one thing I knew, so watching this, I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, of course he would threaten to eat Garfield, that's, that got right. dark fast.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, we're we're two minutes in, and already yeah. someone is threatening to eat someone. Yeah. In a public service announcement for kids, yeah. telling them not to do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs, we can eat are, cats. Yeah. Yeah, I just okay. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, so in 1990, I don't know about you, but I certainly did not have a record collection. Um but but Corey sure seemed to. There's yeah. just a stack of records turned up on their side and and Theodore and Simon from the Chipmunks pop out and decide that they need to help Alf and Garfield and the Smurfs and uh <laughs> go get Alvin who's watching television. Yeah. Inside. The one of the record sleeves, I guess I don't yeah. know, that part was kind of confusing
1: Yeah, it was really weird yeah. It was very strange So, they
0: <laughs> drag Alvin away um, The Smurfs All stand on each other's shoulders And wake up Winnie the Pooh uh, Who was the stuffed animal that Corey was sleeping with um, And I, I have here note That I noted, Brainy Smurf's voice Is still as annoying as I remember it being When I was a kid well,
2: they, they went out of their way, I think, to make him annoying in this one oh. Just like like standing on their shoulders and well we're trying to wake Corey up but I don't think we're doing a very good job of it and you're just like shut up Brainy.
0: (laughs) No that's that's pretty much how I remember Brainy Smurf being is just the most obnoxious like whatever you do isn't good enough for him. Yeah. Yeah because he's brainy you see he's smarter than you therefore he knows better even though he never actually offers to help.
2: No, he just hindsight says, Well, you're doing this wrong,
0: right? Uh, he he's one of those, yeah. yeah. He's, he's <laughs> comic YouTube comment section, right? He, he knows better than you, he's not going to tell you how to do it better, but obviously, there's a better way, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's his way, whatever that is, but you have to yeah. guess what it is. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, I hate people like that. <laughs> Brainy was not a well liked smurf, no, I see
1: why.
0: <laughs> Uh, so Winnie the Pooh decides to wake up Kermit The alarm clock so that Kermit can wake up Corey um, And then Slimer appears Just through the wall
2: Yeah, like that was so weird to me I hadn't remembered that because I knew Slimer was in it But right. each of them had their own Little things that they came out of, like you said Alvin and them from the records And uh-huh. the elf in the picture And then there's just Slimer who's living in their walls yeah. <laughs> And I'm a little concerned about their house Will I them? mean Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Steph
1: Oh, okay. Uh, no, the one thing that got me though was um, yeah, the Slimer part was really weird. But uh, the one thing that got me was that as soon as the alarm clock went off, everyone went like Andy's toys and toy store, and all just like went back to being like non-existent and immobile, and like you can't see me, Cory. I don't exist.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the moment Slimer, and it's just like, wait, what just happened here? Because <laughs> later she's talking to Pooh Bear, but it's like, wait,
2: <laughs> yeah. And you got that explanation from Pooh Bear where she's like, "Pooh, you've never talked before," and he's like.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, well. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, I'd, take, I'd take that. That's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay.
0: Um, so Slimer just comes out of the wall as Slimer does. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've got the first season of the real Ghostbusters cartoon on, on DVD and, and yeah, Slimer just would go through walls. So that fits. He's a ghost. Whatever. Oh. And then he hit her lamp and opened his mouth a little bit to shine a spotlight on where the piggy bank was.
2: Yeah. And it was missing.
0: And it was missing again we don't know why but it was Uh, in the hallway the the chipmunks garfield uh and alf are are walking down and they hear a shatter and uh alf says something about like that's i i would know that sound anywhere it's a broken piggy bank and garfield says the line two sounds you can't miss a breaking piggy and the sizzle of hot lasagna (laughs)
2: well you know if we know anything about garfield it's that he likes lasagna so we need to keep mentioning
0: it right yes (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) In case you're one of the four kids in America That isn't watching Garfield and Friends at this time Or if you're someone who's watching this uh, 30 years later And (laughs) and Like what's with the orange cat
1: I've seen plenty of Garfield cartoons I've seen the movies, I've read the comics I know Garfield loves lasagna (laughs) I
0: was (laughs) not pointing that finger at you Stephanie I apologize
1: (laughs) (laughs) No I know you were But it's like It's just like, just make sure when you are pointing it, pointing it behind me, point behind the other people. (laughs) Just listen, not everyone has watched
0: this. It's there, but it is 30 years old at this point, which is weird. Uh, Oh,
3: yes.
1: Also, can we talk, can we talk about the fact how all like Alf Garfield and the Chipmunks went from being like action figure size to the moment they get to the bedroom, they're their actual size from like their TV series. So yes,
0: yes, we can talk about that. (laughs)
2: You really weren't very good through this entire film about keeping the sizes of the animated characters. Like, when um, uh, Cory's carrying Pooh Bear around versus when he's locked in a cupboard later. Like, when he jumps out of the cupboard, he's the size, like, this teeny tiny size of a head. But Mm -hmm. earlier, he's big enough that he's, like, almost as big as her torso.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, one thing that I have learned about cartoons... Uh, specifically, this is on uh, the commentary track to the 20th anniversary of Transformers, the movie. Uh, one of the producers of that movie, Flint Dilley, says, yeah, when it comes to Transformers and scale, just don't don't think about it. It doesn't work.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. But I yeah. think
0: that's kind of true of just Saturday morning cartoons in general. The suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Just, listen, if you're at the point where you're okay with Smurfs coming out of the comic book, like the fact that everyone else is shifting sizes throughout this thing... It, that shouldn't be the thing that stops you.
2: <laughs> no, that's really fair. Y- yeah, I think just starting this film, though, you you open yourself up to that idea of, well, this is what I'm in for. Right. <laughs> and you're just, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Kind of forgot comic, uh, cartoon physics exist for a second right. there, and was just like, yeah. why are these things happening? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because it's a cartoon. <laughs> because it's a cartoon.
1: Um, um, which quick side tangent. Has yes. nothing to do with this, uh, but you mentioned Transformers. I was watching Spaceballs last night on Netflix, and uh-huh. when he does Spaceballs, the comic book, it's a Transformers comic book. That's book. That's
0: oh, <laughs> uh, I I need to go find that now. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, that's, okay. that's great. Just had to tell you um, that real quick.
0: Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> um. So the chipmunks, Garfield and Alf end up in Michael's room and they hide under the bed when they hear him coming in and we see the piggy bank is smashed open and, and uh, Michael's excited that there's there must be at least $20 in there. And then Alf says, Wally never did this sort of thing to the beeve. Which I
2: did not understand as a kid, but got a good chuckle of me, with me out of his adult. <laughs> okay,
1: Stephanie, do you understand that reference? <laughs> nope, sadly, that one right over my head. Okay, okay. Now,
0: granted, this show's 30 years old the show he's referencing was probably about 30 years old when he made this reference. 1950s,
2: uh, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this would have been a reference to leave it to beaver. Uh, and, and Beav's the beeve's older brother was named Wally. So there is a uh. correlation, but whoever wrote that line kind of forgot that it was 1990. And most of the kids watching this would have been 10 years old or younger and probably wouldn't know who the Beav and Wally were.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I did not I did not think to connect it to Leave It to Beaver. I know of the I know of the old show. I just did not sure. think to connect it to that. Right. I thought it was a reference to something from his show, a reference to something just random in this thing. So <laughs> that's interesting to know. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well that would've yeah. made too much sense.
1: <laughs> right. Fair. That is fair. <laughs>
0: um so Corey breaks into the room and Michael hides a box under the bed. And uh, the cartoon characters open it, and we see that it's filled with a bunch of drug paraphernalia. And uh, Theodore says, what's that funny smell? And Simon says, I hate to suggest this, but my guess would be marijuana. <laughs> yeah. hearing, hearing Simon of the Chipmunks say the word marijuana just broke my brain. It <laughs> broke it when I was eight when I saw this. It breaks it now. Like, no, yeah, Alvin yeah. and the Chipmunks should not be talking about drugs. Yeah.
1: So, I think um, I think Alf's comment, though, of, like, this is no longer a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're no longer in cartoon world. I'm just like, ah, okay, there we go.
2: <laughs> I liked the the very cartoony comment before then. I think it might have been Alvin was like, oh, man, I don't know, but this could be a big no-no. Like, they were trying to keep it more cartoony, and then they just went full, like, in the direction of nope.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, so for those of you who don't know what marijuana is, Simon explains, it is an unlawful substance used to experience artificial highs.
1: Still weird to hear him say that. Still, yeah. weird, still weird.
0: Yeah. As weird as to hear him say marijuana, it's also weird to hear him talk about artificial highs. But hey, <laughs> whatever whatever it I takes mean... to get the drugs, I guess, right?
2: Yeah, he's he's the chipmunk with the glasses. He's the smart one. So clearly, he's researched everything.
1: I guess and...
0: I'm better Simon than Brainy Smurf. Yeah,
1: fair. <laughs>
0: yeah. Simon's going to be explanatory about it. Brainy Smurf would just tell you how stupid you are for not knowing this. <laughs> yeah,
2: but not tell you what it was.
0: No, no, no. just yeah.
1: <laughs> you I, I think. I think Simon's browser history needs to be uh, looked into because he's inspecting (laughs) a lot of stuff for his age.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, well, if he's, like, explaining what all this drug paraphernalia is, like, what else has he been looking up on Google? Because I have concerns, and we need to get Dave in here to make sure that he's not looking up anything too bad.
1: Well, actually, this this has been the 90s. So this has been 1990. so Google wasn't out yet, so he'd be going to his local library into the... uh... (laughs) Drug
0: section, I don't know. (laughs) The drug section of the library. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Megan, you work at a library. How big is your drug section?
2: (laughs) Uh, Actually, (laughs) uh, we do have a small section in the uh, medical area that's like homeopathic and whatever drugs, and that has a lot of herbs in it, though I'm not sure they're specifically what Simon was talking about.
0: That's fair. Okay. That's
2: fair. <laughs>
1: so yeah, the more you know. <laughs> I think I need to go back to a library. I've been out of one way too long now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They've changed since we were young.
1: <laughs> They've changed since oh. COVID.
2: <laughs> yes, that too.
1: <laughs> so. Anyway.
0: So the cartoons all decide that they they're going to help Michael quit doing drugs. So they all jump out of the window, except for Winnie the Pooh, who stays behind. Um, we see Michael meeting his friends at the arcade, and they're all smoking weed in the back. Now I'm going to take exception to that because I'll tell you, I spent a lot of times at a lot of time at the arcades when I was a kid. Uh, my dad, you can say whatever you want about responsibility of a parent, but around this time, my dad would just hand me twenty bucks and be like, "Yeah." go nuts and he'd go shopping around the mall and I'd just be at the arcade playing video games. Um, It was fine. Like, I know that everyone is all uptight about kids getting abducted. I I don't want to say that it wasn't happening then. Uh, It probably definitely was, but uh, you know, I'm still here. So (laughs) (laughs) there we go. (laughs) But my point is I spent a lot of time at the arcade. Um, None of those arcade owners would let kids smoke weed back in the corner. Well, and, like, in the open, too, they weren't even being, like, hiding it. Oh, no, <laughs> no. like, if they were behind the arcade, like, in an alleyway or something, that I would buy, but they were just in the building, it looked like. Like, you walk
2: in and you're like, okay, well, there's Pac-Man, there's Wreck-It Ralph, and, oh, okay, there's, uh, there's a bunch of kids smoking pot, okay, and there's <laughs> GTA, and...
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> While the Daytona USA theme is blaring way too loud. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> So while they're smoking weed, uh this evil smoke monster just appears out of Michael's joint, I guess. Yep. Um this yeah. is not mentioned anywhere in the special, and I he, the character is not named anywhere, like not even in the credit. But I found out his name was Smoke, and he is voiced by George C. Scott. George uh C. Scott who is the first actor to decline an Oscar because he was like, no, all, every performance is unique and we shouldn't compare performances. This wow. is stupid, it rewards. So yeah, yeah. Nice. So that guy, okay. that guy is the one that's telling Michael he should keep doing drugs.
1: What is he doing in? <laughs> like actually
0: um, Oh man, you know, I- sounds
1: familiar. Yeah, yeah cause he does. Uh, so George C. Scott. George
0: yeah. C. Scott.
1: Pulling out my phone. <laughs> <I laughs> we all
0: looking at um, *Anatomy of a Murder*. Patton. Uh, he was in *1984*, *Christmas Carol*, uh, *Doctor Strangelove So yeah, he's he's got a bit of a resume. Okay. <laughs>
3: um
0: Yeah. Uh, *East Side West Side*. A bunch of movies I haven't heard of because I was not alive in the '60s. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jane wow. Eyre. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Going through his list, this is this is a lot of stuff. So um Well oh,
2: he was in the rescues down under.
0: Oh, so he was. <laughs> As voice. Yes, he
2: was just a voice.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh okay. he's in Titanic. So yeah, he's he's one of the jurors in the nineteen ninety-seven remake of Twelve Angry Men. Ooh. Um so yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Been in a lot of stuff. Unfortunately he just... passed away in nineteen ninety-nine. Um but he was seventy-two at that point. So
1: okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so big deal, big deal actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just.
1: Yeah. I'm what, seeing a lot of big deal names. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so s- then while they're smoking weed, one of the redhead kids, and uh, here's the thing. Um, I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs. Uh, I don't know every drug on site, especially when they're animated, especially in the level of animation that this cartoon has, which is, let's just say not the best,
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Headed kid just opens his fist and there's A bunch of little what looks like white Rocks
2: yeah little crystals I think it's crack Yes okay (laughs) The only reason because I Had to research that was because I was like okay what Time did this come out and then um, The kid says specifically Oh I have this stuff It's brand new and I was like okay so what were like The new quote street drugs Around that time that they were all concerned about
0: And I was like okay crack okay 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 (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and he says that it gives ecstasy oh yes the ecstasy i mean i'm not gonna say ecstasy didn't exist but uh i think it was more of a a mid to late 90s thing yeah
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and and came more in little tabs that you could put on your tongue not in jagged little uh broken shards of rock
1: (laughs) i was watching this on my phone so it was like really tiny okay
0: yeah, he literally looked like he took a geode
2: and like smashed it open and then was like, "Here, let's take this."
1: Right. <laughs> okay.
0: right. right Without explaining how take just let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly there's a police siren. It's it's going off and everyone runs away, even the smoke monster. Uh, and 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 smoke says, "Sorry, pal. Times like this, you're on your own." Which, you know, not that they're they're hammering home that uh <laughs> Drugs will not be there for you when you're in trouble. But uh, you might be hammering home that drugs will not be there for you when you're in trouble. Uh, And it turns out the police siren was Bugs Bunny.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I have to say something about the police siren real quick. Please I was was watching this yesterday evening uh, on my phone, and my phone volume isn't very loud. It's loud enough for at least me and maybe if anyone else was in the room to hear it with me. Um, And... My husband had just gotten home, like maybe two minutes, like before this moment of the scene happened, and then suddenly he bursts through the door, and he's like, "I hear Star Wars noises," and I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And I pause the I pause the video. He comes around. It's like, "What are you watching?" And I show him, and we go back to the the first set of sirens. It's like. Yep, that's a that's a that's a sound of the chant four, and then just walks out the room, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? <laughs> it's was like, drive by. I like, was like, how did you drive-by. hear that? <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, I have no idea how, from like door closed, other side of the condo, how he heard. The sirens and immediately was like, "That's a Star Wars noise."
2: <laughs> well, he heard the song of his
1: people and just had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it happened again today, apparently, and I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> oh, that's oh. fantastic!
2: You see, now I Uh-oh. want to see like a Looney Tunes version of Star Wars, though. Like, yes, that
0: well, kind of sounds any, fantastic. If anyone could secure the rights to the '80s Muppet Babies, you'd get something pretty close.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I know that the legion's back in so action. Big. There's a reference, but. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, Bugs asks Michael why he started smoking, why he started doing drugs, and Michael's just like, well, because I wanted to. And Bugs doesn't believe him, so he pulls out a time machine and explains mm-hmm. he got it from some coyote.
2: Huh. <laughs> very, very safe time
0: machine, clearly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because you know, every time Wiley Coyote used anything, it always worked and never backfired.
2: Well, maybe that's why Bugs got this one, because it's the only item that Wiley had that ever worked, so he thought that it wasn't gonna work, so he's like, I'm gonna throw this away. So he just you keeps know, the duds.
0: <laughs> you know, if, if if Wiley Coyote would ever use this time machine, he probably could actually catch the Roadrunner.
1: Right. Because
0: it is the one thing that ever worked.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, when he pulled out the, uh, the the user manual that said ACME on it, I'm like, mmm, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going right. to end well. <laughs> but knowing Bugs Bunny and anything he operates, it somehow magically always works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bugs is like the Fonz in that way. Like, mm-hmm. if something needs to work, it's just going to work for him. May not work for anyone else, but it's going to okay. work for him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right, smash cut to the kitchen, and uh, Corey and Michael's dad is looking in the fridge and mentions that a couple of beers are missing. Um, yeah, that was a random throwaway line. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, I think it, they needed an excuse to to cut back and to introduce the dad,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know? But I don't know. Just, it was weird. Yeah, um,
2: I, s- I assume they were trying to, like, be like, oh, see, if you do this drug, then you're going to do all these other things automatically. Uh, and so I, I think guess. they were trying to be like, oh, he's drinking these beers like the kid was. But it really wasn't
0: overt. No, no, especially when the mom suggested that the dad probably just drank them while watching the game and lost track of how much beer he was having, I guess.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> also concerning. I was <laughs> going to say, dad <laughs> might have a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, it, because it's unclear, it makes it more concerning because yeah. is the dad an alcoholic? And that's... Right, is this one of those, you know, they're going to confront Michael, and he's like, I learned it from watching you?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oof. <laughs>
2: wow. I'm surprised they didn't do that, actually. Like, bro- knowing the rest of this, that they didn't have that moment.
0: Yeah. It, well, it, it could have been there. Yeah. I'm not saying it couldn't, you know, I'm not saying it was or it wasn't, but it could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the mom asks Corey if anything's wrong with with Michael, and Corey, to her credit, is being a good sister and doesn't narc on her drug addict brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think she doesn't understand that he's on drugs, but you know. Uh, listen, I'm all for helping people when they need help, right? If someone needs to get help, like you should help them. You should you should do what you can to to. But when you're not sure what's going on, maybe don't pull the trigger too yeah. early. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to jump to conclusions and, and assume that something is wrong when things are just fine and it's just someone had a bad day or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, and then here comes the part that, that you guys were talking about earlier where Pooh Bear just comes to life and asks Corey why she lied, if you please. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and Corey says that she's afraid that if she tells on Michael, he'll blame her. And Pooh responds with, well, perhaps, but what will happen to him if you don't tell? Yeah, really ominous words from Pooh Bear. Very wise words.
2: Wise as well, but also it's just like, I was expecting that dun-dun-dun no like sound to come up after him.
0: If this was the sort of thing that would have had commercial breaks, that absolutely would have been a dun-dun-dun moment and mm-hmm. cut to commercial right there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing that I find interesting is I think Pooh Bear, out of all of the cartoon characters we get, is like the most innocent. Like... Out of all of the ones we get.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty true. Because he's That's sticking to the innocent mindset of the little girl that he's running around with.
3: Mm-hmm. While everyone
1: else is like actually saying the words marijuana and joint and drugs and. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Good call. Um, so then we, we cut over to Michael and Bugs in Flashback City. Uh, where the past is black and white. Get it. Yeah. And and they see Michael being peer pressured into smoking weed for the first time,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, to which which counters his point earlier where he told bugs that he started doing it because he wanted to. And then we cut right back to the Corey and the dad in the garage and Corey tries telling her dad about Michael and saying something is weird. And the dad says, Corey, being weird is just part of being a teenager. And I got to say. That might be the most true statement in all of this.
1: I was going to say, he's not wrong. No, he's not. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Fair. I think where his statement was incorrect was that he'll grow out of it someday. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) This is true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we cut back to the present. And my favorite line of the whole thing is is, uh, Michael and a blonde girl And an African-American kid are sitting around a park bench. And the girl says, you know, for 10 bucks, I could score us some crack. And Smoke goes, oh, yeah, crack. Now we're talking. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, like, punch in your gut shocking. And, like, when he says it, there's, like, a scream behind him, like someone is being murdered. Yeah. Like, like he's like, oh, yeah, crack. And you listen, there's just like, ah, in the background for some reason. (laughs) It doesn't, it's not like a musical sting. Like they added in like this terrified woman screaming. Yeah. About the danger of doing tricks.
2: I
3: guess
0: so.
2: The one thing that kept like, I kept wondering about, and it's probably not the one thing that like, I should have been wondering about with this film, but I just kept thinking, how are these suburban white kids? I mean, suburban kids in general, because you've got the young African-American, but how are they, these suburban kids scoring crack? Like, where are they going?
0: <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that it's weird that the only time the black kid black kid shows up is when they mention crack. But I mean, you
2: can you can absolutely say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did I did have to go back and make sure that it wasn't the black kid suggesting that they get crack, and it wasn't. It yes. was the girl. Yes, it was the white blonde girl. Uh, I mean, they're, but... not, they're
1: in a very sketchy neighborhood, so I don't no. know what's <laughs> really that, to get that it they, that they open up in. Like it's
0: it's like little. Like suburban paradise, yeah. Like, like white picket fence place, and you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't okay. know. Man. Stereotypes are stereotypes, and they are what they are. And and uh, here here we are. Um, here we are. Hmm. Meanwhile, but, these other kids. Oh, uh, if one of you had more stuff so to say, let
2: Oh, I was just going to say, thirty years later, we're still where we were in 1990. Here we are.
0: Ah.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> not wrong.
0: <laughs> you're not entirely wrong, and that's it that makes me a little sad. Mm-hmm. Pressing. Um, so, so after they talk about crack for a minute, they mention that Michael has some money because obviously he stole it from his sister earlier, um, and and they try and peer pressure him some more, and then they just straight up steal his wallet. Like these are his that's friends who quote unquote won't do anything too bad, but they just stole his wallet.
3: Yeah.
1: So. so where he had his wallet it wasn't in his back pocket it wasn't in his front pocket it was like tucked into his pants that at first when they lifted his shirt to steal it i actually thought it was a gun (laughs) i was like what
0: (laughs) like
2: where's this movie going
0: (laughs) it's just tucked into the front waistband of his pants like under it yeah you're right let's be honest that's actually not a bad place to hide your wallet really right like except for when you let your drug uh, you know addict friends know that that's where it is. Like if you're out like you're less likely to be pickpocketed when your wallet's not in your pocket. True. So I mean, I'll give Michael some credit for that, but I'm going to take it away, take it right away for, you know, <laughs> telling his drug addict friends who want crack where yep. his money is or that yeah. he has money. <laughs> like, yep. yeah. I'm starting to think Michael's not a very smart kid, you guys.
2: It's two steps forward, four steps back with this kid in his decisions making.
0: Yep. Uh, So Michael starts chasing after his friends uh, and somehow just falls down a manhole. Again, maybe not the smartest bulb in the drawer. Uh, and, And runs right into Michelangelo. And as I said, I... I was watching this for the Turtles at the time, and this this part was a little bit disappointing. But, you know, of the four Turtles they could have picked, Michelangelo was probably the correct one because the stereotype of the Turtles at the time is that they all had the crazy server speak, and the one that actually did was Michelangelo. So, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
0: at least you got a turtle. I did get a turtle. You did? I got a turtle. And it, he was voiced by Townsend Pullman. Like, it was, it was the correct voice actor. They didn't skimp on that, so... Um, so Michelangelo accuses Michael of not thinking because he's high all the time, and then he pulls the plug to the sewer drain, and Michael falls down into a roller coaster cart with Kermit and Miss Piggy from The Muppet Babies, who then explain that getting high is full of ups and downs because, you see, it's a metaphor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a roller coaster. It's it's ups and downs. Yep. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: Right. This is the most drug trippy part of the whole thing. <laughs>
2: okay. So like when they were on the park bench before his wallet got stolen, they were smoking out of a pipe. And I just kept thinking when you hit this part and they're in the sewer, I'm like, what was in the pipe? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, a, it had to have been something a lot worse. Yeah. All I'm saying.
0: So. <laughs> so- Again, I, I have I have never done drugs myself, and and uh, uh, whether or not either of you have or have not or want to admit to anything, that's that's up to you. I'm not going to make anyone do that. But I will say, uh, I have talked to some friends who have experimented with some things, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Different drugs will affect different people in different ways. So Mm. for a lot of people, the stereotypes of marijuana just making you kind of hungry and kind of sleepy are absolutely true. But one of my friends in high school, uh, when she would smoke weed, she would get really bad hallucinations. And um, yeah, yeah. And the way that she would describe them is the same way that other people would describe acid trips. Yeah.
2: because That's what this reminded me of was because I knew someone uh, back in high school who had also experimented and um, she had done acid and this very much was what she described. And I was like, OK, so what were you smoking?
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're they're riding the roller coaster and there's a bunch of weird uh, drug trippy kind of things. Mm-hmm. And Miss Piggy has probably the best line of this segment where she says, this isn't romantic. This isn't even pretty. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which, I mean, that line alone, I think, says everything you need to know about Miss Piggy. Period. She's
2: she's in the wrong movie, is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. She just showed up on set one day, and they put her in the wrong film. That's yeah.
0: Um. So so uh, Gonzo shows up at some point during the roller coaster ride. So Kermit and Piggy and Gonzo and Michael are all inside Michael's head, watching him smoking weed and failing at skateboarding. Um, <laughs> The Muppet like, Babies all bail yeah. But Michael's stuck inside his head And there's a locked door And then Michael just Just I'm gonna say the, I know we're a family friendly podcast But A, we're talking about drugs And B, dude, Michael just eats shit here And just <laughs> yeah. face plants off that skateboard Yeah And he like really wakes does. up
2: on the grass Like
0: right. miles from where he was running So <laughs> He wakes up and there's Huey, Dewey, and Louie who ask him if he, why he didn't just say no or if he even knows how and then break into song. Yep. <laughs> it's
1: interesting right. seeing Huey, and Dewey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie because I'm watching the new DuckTales right now and it's like interesting seeing the, o- the old version of them. I'm like, oh, what's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys don't sound like this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs>
0: uh, um, I don't have a lot to say about this song, except it's called "A Million Wonderful Ways to Say No." And I wrote down all of the ways that they suggest. Okay, go <laughs> there's ahead. not a million. There are there are twenty one.
3: Uh,
0: but the ways that they say to say no are no thanks, no way, no dice, no sir. You can spit in their eye. Mm-hmm. You can say those drugs are so boring. You can tell them you're in training for football. Uh, In Berlin, they just say nine and they tell me that one's fine. You can say, beat it, get lost, get out of my face with that stuff. I'll catch you guys later, okay. You can say, I've got too much homework, it's rough. You can say, I'm late for my baseball game and I'll miss my ride. You can say, my kid sister needs me, her hamster died. Which is my favorite.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: gotta hurry home there's no time to kill uh you can say so i'll catch you later like heck i will you can fake sneeze and say you guess you're allergic you can say it's bad for your complexion or as miss picky tells us you can scream hi at the top of your lungs and karate kick someone in their face
1: i mean that would get the message apart (laughs) it really would yeah also i totally get the allergic one just because um there are people who are allergic to the smell of marijuana. Like, there there was one day where I was with some friends uh, at a restaurant, and we were eating outside, and there was this party nearby that was just smoking, like, just cigarettes, weed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad that we actually had to tell our server, can we please eat inside? Yep. We cannot breathe. Wow. So,
2: it was yeah. really yeah. bad. It's actually... Um... As you were saying earlier, I also have never done drugs. And one of the reasons I didn't do or smoke any marijuana ever was because we found out through a whole family situation from an uncle uh, mm-hmm. that I am actually allergic to it to the point that I will break out in hives. We don't know oh. what it is about it, but he, yeah. So I was like, cool, I'll die.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's not good. No. no. <laughs> Again, right? Different
0: drugs affect different people in different ways. True. True. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's no. not let's let's
0: not kill ourselves uh, right. to to get high for a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, right. And I know i I've never done I've never done drugs or anything <laughs> like that. And for me, it was because I was always involved in sports. I did marching band in high school, color guard, theater, film. I was so involved. You were too busy. I was just too busy for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I have
0: too much to do. I can't. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I, I like I I. <laughs> i will say probably the dare program actually worked on me like i know people will go down like in his like the record is is that the dare is maybe the most failed Ooh. uh anti-drug program or whatever but like i don't know the horror stories that the cops that came to the school that they, you know that they told like they scared me
3: yeah. um
0: and this was not the only anti-drug psa special it's probably just the most infamous one because it had Mm-mm. the most um crossover in it mm-hmm. um But also when I was a freshman in high school, like my mom just straight up said to me, she was like, listen, here's the thing. I know you're in high school. I know you're going to have friends that are doing drugs. Uh, If you want to go try smoking weed, go ahead and do it. But just know that I can't afford to bail you out of jail if you get caught. And I was like, well, okay. you just took all the cool rebellion away. (laughs) uh, And you just told me that if I'm dumb enough to get caught, which I probably will be because I'll be high, uh, I'm just going to be stuck in jail or whatever you do to 14, 15 year olds that get Mm -hmm. caught. Yeah. Um so like now it's not cool and rebellious so that takes the pleasure away and I'm going to be stuck in jail. Like I, cool, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> yeah. <You're laughs> so like, okay. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um uh, I don't know, do either of you have anything else to say about about the song cuz I feel like it's kind of the high point of this yeah. whole thing.
1: Yeah, I I oh, really man. don't have much else. It's just it's a, it's a short little song. Some Uh of the lines are easy to understand. Some of them aren't because of the character that's saying them and the way the character speaks.
0: Very true. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't have anything to say to say to this, so.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: well, they, the, the one thing that I will say is, um, in the very beginning of the song, when they have the, uh, in German, they say nine and they say, tell me that's fine. Um, Alf is breaking through a wall to say that. And yes. it's actually the Berlin Wall, which was yeah. what I was saying at the beginning. It was a, a reference to what happened during George Bush's presidency. Got it. Um, yeah,
0: because yeah, the Berlin pres- Wall came down that year or the year before. Yeah. Yeah, you're something right. like
2: that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, there's the nod to him.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Good call. Um, and I did I <laughs> Megan, you and, and Kristen had mentioned the uh, the reanimated version of this song on YouTube. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I did watch that, and I sent that to Stephanie last night as well.
2: Uh, <laughs> what would you guys think?
0: <laughs> I, I appreciated seeing a whole bunch of different styles. Um, but the one thing I will say, the, the one thing that really stuck with me is that anytime ducks are animated as having teeth, it makes me really uncomfortable, and I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's fair. Duck teeth yeah. are horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that, and then uh, it, it's pretty much any time they give any animal human teeth, right? Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's always, like, weird commercials where there's CGI people teeth into dogs to make them talk. Or uh, even some of the pet food. Like, there's a smiling dog, and it's like, that's, dogs don't have people teeth, guys. Like, people teeth and animals that don't have people teeth just bother me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, for me it was I, I think I actually recognized a couple of the animators just because I think they still make things on YouTube. Of course. Um, sure. mm-hmm. But that that was the moment where I was like, Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm now on some type of drug because this is <laughs> really weird. Because <Yes. laughs> <laughs> it kept changing animations and styles and like some of them were really, really nice, some of them were really, really weird. And and like it's the ones just, where they're melting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I'm just like did someone open the Ark of the Covenant? What's happening?
0: <laughs> so uh, I just noticed the time And we are going to go over time On our uh, allotted time slot On Voice America So to anyone listening there um, If you want to hear the rest of this episode You're going to have to find it and download it To anyone who did download it to listen to you to, to us Which is you know most of you uh, Keep listening And here we go Yay um, So after the song, Michael wakes up um, And Corey breaks in the room and, and says that her stuffed toy has been talking to her Because, you know, Michael's the one on drugs
3: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> And and Corey asks why it, Things can't be like they were before And Michael says, it's just not like it was before And grabs her arm so hard That he hurts her mm-hmm. And she runs out of the room and Smoke calls her a pesky brat Because, you know, addiction monsters Are classy gentlemen mm-hmm. Uh, Michael opens up his drug box to look inside and apparently the back of it is now a mirror, which it may or may not have been before. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alf appears in that mirror and tells Michael that he looks gross. And then somehow they end up walking through a house of mirrors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michael sees himself as a zombie because, you know, drugs turn you into a zombie. They murder you and reanimate you. I guess.
1: Drugs. I are going with now. I, I think the thing he's trying to show him is that dr- drugs can recolor your skin mess up your eyes, like make you so, like lose a lot of weight, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: look like a zombie. But in reality, like no, you will literally look like that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. Drugs will give you green skin and murder you. That's what I got out of that.
1: Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, so Alf then says that Michael can't quit, uh, because he doesn't believe in himself or something. And if, if Michael doesn't believe Alf, then he can go talk to the man in charge. And Michael's like, well, I'm the man in charge. And Alf goes, well, who's that behind the door? And the door says man in charge and Michael opens it and it's the smoke monster. Yeah. Cause, yep. cause, Cause they
2: really want to hammer home that drugs are in charge of your life.
0: Right. If you do drugs, mm-hmm. they yeah. will take over. You won't even be in charge of yourself. Yep. (laughs) Um, And then we cut back to Corey going back into Michael's room. And he's not there because he's having a drug trip with Elf. And she picks up the box and Smoke appears and tells her to open the box. And then he throws Winnie the Pooh in the cupboard. Because again, Smoke monsters are classy gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Corey opens the box. And then we cut back to Michael, who's back on roller coaster tracks. And... Louis the duck is trying to kill him? Yeah,
2: that was weird. <laughs> Just like, like all of a sudden uh, they're trying to murder him.
1: <laughs> the what cut co- wait, so blue. Huey is the red one, Dewey is the blue one, Louis the Green one.
0: Yeah, I think it was the green one. Okay. It. Uh it was one of them and I wrote down Louis. So Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna trust my past self because I don't remember. Um... <laughs> i i may be mistaken i know i know the color layout that stephanie just said is correct um but uh i may have written it down wrong and if i did i apologize uh michael jumps out of the way of the roller coaster car that's trying to kill him and almost gets killed by some buzzsaws, and then somehow flies into a demon's mouth and down its throat into some sort of viscous purple liquid and then Tigger and Miss Piggy are on a raft and they float by and toss him an inflatable boat. And then Michael gets hit by a giant ball and falls down a test of strength thing into a bunch of jars. And he gets caught in one of those and smashed against a giant eyeball and falls into a wooden tub. And then a waterfall appears. And then he gets sucked up into Miss Piggy's soda. And then she spits him out and he runs over to a fortune teller who is Daffy Duck.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more to say about that. That experience happened, and I, it was really weird.
0: I Yeah, I had to pause and, like, do the five-second rewind on YouTube a bunch of times to make sure I didn't miss something there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I definitely did, because what?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: There was at yeah. least
2: some sense through the rest of the movie, and then this moment happened.
1: <laughs> Just
0: utter chaos. Oh, yeah. At a, at a carnival for mm-hmm. some reason I don't know. Uh, smash kids, cut. Don't back do to, yeah, don't do drugs. Oh, except here's here smoke telling Corey that she should try drugs, and and she says, well, if I do what Michael does, maybe we can be friends again.
1: Eh.
0: Yeah. And yeah, replies well, that sounds right to me because of course the addiction monster wants more people addicted to doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know how old these kids are supposed to be, but I'm pretty sure Corey's, like, five?
2: That's what age was coming across to me, was, like, between five and seven years old, and I was like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, Michael's probably a teenager. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe like, 13, 14, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he looks young for a teenager, but, you know, I definitely knew some kids in junior high that were were trying weed for the first time and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, like...
1: I'm going to guess that the age difference between him and Corey is probably the age difference between me and my brother, which is seven years. Okay. Which is Where he's old enough where he's trying these things, but she's young enough that all she remembers is the fond memories of playing together and having fun okay. and not realizing that he's growing up, which that happened with me and my brother. Okay.
0: Oh, so. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, cut back to Michael and Daffy Duck, who can't see anything in his crystal ball because it's actually a bowling ball. Oh, Daffy because it's Daffy. Uh, so Michael <laughs> replaces the bowling ball with a crystal ball and they see his future in which Michael is a zombie laying on his back and going through withdrawal. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Miss Piggy appears and says, we care about you, Mikey. Proving that she cares by saying the wrong name because at no point through the rest of this does anyone call him Mikey.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's that thing how, you know, Piggy calls Kermit Kermie. So it's that I assume okay. what they're trying to be is like, oh look at the cutesy way Miss Piggy talks to everybody she knows. Maybe. Uh,
0: Maybe.
2: I'm I probably don't... giving this more props than it
0: needs to. <laughs> like, there's I there's no other explanation for this. There's yeah. no other explanation for Miss Piggy calling him the wrong name. So uh, Sure. Great. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with there you it. go. Uh, you know, all the cartoon characters start coming out And say that, you know, they care about Michael And, and everything And uh, Michael then walks Through a door and he's back in his bedroom Because science
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, sees Corey reaching Into his drug paraphernalia box And he runs over and knocks the drugs out of her hand And says, don't you ever, ever do this stuff And I thought he was going to punch her
2: <laughs> Yeah I thought he was violent before, but man <laughs>
0: Uh, Corey then says but you did it And Michael goes yeah I was a dope I was wrong And then Smoke tries to keep his clutches in Michael And and Corey's like well we can tell mom and dad And you've got me to help And they somehow Throw this ethereal ghost (laughs) addiction Monster out the window And Mm -hmm. he lands in a Dumpster or a garbage truck or something Something. And then the poster Talks to them both Because Mm -hmm. Corey did not try drugs And then Winnie the Pooh jumps out of the cupboard and goes into the poster. Yep. And then Michael and Corey are so terrified that they go talk to their parents. The end.
1: (laughs) I will admit, it was sweet when they had that little brother-sister moment. Mm -hmm. But it was still weird because everyone's jumping in and out of posters.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I didn't go through all of the credits, but I did note that Roy Disney was the executive producer on this, and I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I got the clue when it said um, "Wall uh, Buena Vista Productions" mm-hmm. or something with the with the with the old Disney logo, and I was like, "Huh? Okay. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah." The VHS was was put out by Buena Vista, so mm-hmm. um, you know, th- while this is not technically a Disney production, it was put out by Disney Home Video, which you know is Buena Vista. Um, and then there's the Love List of Me reprise. And then they, um, there's a a hotline number for the National Clearinghouse for Alcohol and Drug Information, and they give out a phone number. So I thought, you know, it might be fun on Atomic Monsoon to give out this number for anyone that is having problems with drug addiction or know someone who is, and, and I could give out this number uh, to get them some help, right? Because, right. you know, hey, yeah, this is... This is a show that people listen to I mean, mm-hmm. not a ton of people, but some people mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, before I give out this number I'm going to call it And make sure that it's still active So I did that And it turns out that number is still active But it is not uh, The National Clearinghouse for Drug and Alcohol Information anymore What is it's, it? It's now a phone sex line
2: <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh
3: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? uh
0: huh. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, I called up, and there was this uh, sexy lady voice that was like, hey, guys, if you want to talk to some hot ladies, and I was like, nope, and just hung up. (laughs) Oh,
1: wow. Oh, oh my God. I don't know if that's fantastic or if that's ironic or what, but, oh, God, it's funny.
2: It's all of the above.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is this is kind of a trend, because there's an old, uh, the old 8-bit Nintendo game, Who, Fr- Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, there's a phone number in that game that you're supposed to call to get the password to get to the next section in the game, but that phone number as well has been replaced with a, a phone sex hotline. So, someone, someone is going through all of this old ch- children's entertainment from the 80s, and uh, and buying up these numbers, and <laughs> doing something very more adult
1: (laughs) wow oh dear (sighs) wow Uh,
0: yeah so that's cartoon all stars to the rescue guys it was a trip (laughs) Ah! i see what you did there (laughs) yep uh um (sighs) do either i i feel like i've been talking a lot so if either of you have any other anything else you'd like to say about this please do
2: uh, I will say, I thought it was interesting upon this, uh, I would say, 50th rewatch for me. Uh, it's the first time that I noticed that this was essentially a Christmas carol, but with drugs. Because huh. you had Bugs Bunny, who was the ghost of Christmas past, and then like Michelangelo was the ghost of Christmas present, showing him his present. And then you had Daffy, I guess, showing him his future.
1: So
0: that was interesting. <laughs> that is interesting.
1: Wow, I didn't actually think of that. I, I, I kind of thought of that, but it, I just didn't completely register that. Wow, okay. Well,
2: I, I think you get bogged down by, like, all the other nonsense and insanity that goes on in this. So, like, it mm-hmm. takes you a couple of watches to be like, oh, hey, there's, like, a story here, and it's a well-known one.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Huh. I think I think for me, just because... One I didn't see this when this came out, which oddly enough, when you uh, when you said they came out on April twenty first, I was like, oh, that came out of my mom's birthday in nineteen ninety. So interesting. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think she, I hope she was. I don't know if she was watching this or not, but uh, yeah. um, but uh, it was it was just it's interesting watching this thirty years later, knowing who these cartoon characters are. Uh-huh. Maybe not watching all of their shows, but at least knowing who they are uh-huh. and. Going in with like the knowledge of how modern animation is done and how their cartoons are done, and immediately going, This is, I mean, this is educational. This is t- teaching kids the right thing and everything like that. But God, is it cringy as heck? Yes. <laughs> it is so damn cringy. <sighs>
3: yeah. But,
1: uh, but at the same time, if you move past the cringiness and just look at what they're trying to teach, it's fine. And I love the fact of all the all the character cameos we get because they were still big important characters at that time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I still feel like I I feel like if this was done today, it would done, be done just a little bit differently.
0: Yeah. I feel I, like if this if this was done today, it would feel more like the Uncle Grandpa episode of Steven Universe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and I think part of the problem and why it felt so cringy is you had these people who had created it who, mm-hmm. I don't think they I don't think they knew how far to take it. So, yeah. like, you guys were mentioning earlier, like, you know, he's holding out those crystals and we're not even a thousand percent sure what kind of drugs those are. It doesn't even look like they know how to use it. So it was kind of like, do the people making this even know how the drugs really affect you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why it was so cringe because it's just like... You know your seventy-year-old granny coming in, going, "I'm hip and let's go do these things." That's what your kids say,
1: right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> You're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." I get that. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, anyways, this was a fun blast from the past. Oh, um,
1: indeed. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for introducing me to this.
0: You're, you're very welcome. Thank you, uh, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank uh, you for
2: inviting me back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anywhere you want people finding you online?
2: Uh, we have, uh, My sister and I, Kristen, have our YouTube channel, The Sisters That Don't Do Anything. Uh, and we do reviews as well as haul videos and just kind of any little thing that interests us because we don't do anything, but when we do things, when it, we go full hog with it. Sure. Um, so there's that. And then on Tumblr, um, I am still working on conceptualizing and creating it, but I have a book review blog that I am doing that is going to be at Enchanted Quill and Ink.
0: Fantastic. And then uh, for Stephanie and I, you can, you can find us on our usual spots, Atomic Monsoon on Twitter and Facebook, Atomic Monsoon with the underscore between the words on Instagram. Um, And you can email us any comments or suggestions or things that you like on Atomic Monsoon at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes at AtomicMonsoon.com or on VoiceAmerica.com. And what am I forgetting? You can check our Redbubble store, uh, Mm -hmm. buy some, some shirts uh, or stickers or whatever. Um, uh, or masks. You can get some some nice masks so that uh, you can tell people that you are radioactive with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something else, but I don't remember what it is, so it must not be important. Um,
1: I'm zoning on what it is, too, because I like you've covered everything.
0: Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Just Bye. Say, just say no.